the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is pre-recorded. This is Simply for Women, a place for that mom who knows the chaos of life, the daughter who faces the challenges of the day, and for those women who want to deepen their faith. God invites us to take Him off our to-do list and to simply be, to simply be with Him. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. Now here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. Well, you are listening to Simply for Women, and I'm Jennifer. I know that you have so much to juggle today. You're juggling your home life, your job, your family, even your health. So much to juggle. It's overwhelming. And walking with God in the midst of all of that, guess what? It's possible. It is possible. In fact, it's simply the difference between a full life and an empty life. God wants to simply be with us. He wants us to learn how to simply pray. We are going to talk about prayer today. We want to learn how to pray. Prayer is simply talking to God. God wants to talk to us. He wants us to talk to him about anything and everything. It is not selfish. It is not selfish to talk about your personal life with God. Yes, he wants to talk about other people, other places, other things with us as well. But he is not too big. He's not too busy. He wants us to simply pray and to simply be with him. And there's some places I like to think of prayer as we can go to prayer. We can go to a place in prayer. It's an experience. It's a time with him. And it may be many little bitty experiences throughout your day while you're washing dishes, while you're um, doing laundry, cooking dinner, while you're driving, while you're even sitting at your office desk at lunch, um, in the car, in the shower, wherever. Those are many little conversations throughout your day. God wants to engage with you and we make it too hard or sometimes we get so far from God that we think, oh, now I can't pray because I haven't talked to him in so long. And let me tell you, let me just clear that up right now. No guilt, no fear, no nothing between you. Just say, God, forgive me. I haven't talked to you in a week or God, I haven't talked to you all year. Just tell him, tell him, Lord, forgive me. I want to be with you. I want to talk to you. Let's spend some time together today. And today can be your day and Maybe you do have a chunk of time like Jesus. He would go away to the mountain. He would spend a chunk of time in a quiet place. If you do, go for it. I mean, that's awesome. And if you don't, just include him throughout your day. And today we want to look at a unified place of prayer. It's a place that we can go to in prayer with other people. And maybe that's your spouse, maybe a prayer partner, friends or family. But do you have someone? Well, first of all, have you prayed today? But secondly, who who do you pray with? Do you pray with anybody? I I had a fabulous experience last fall 
we did a women's event at our church, the church next door. It's on the west side of Columbus, Ohio. And we called it Spring Up. You know, everyone had been through this pandemic. And we have 34 acres. Well, the 34 acres was so fabulous because literally each woman could have like 20 feet. (laughs) It wasn't just the six feet of social distancing. You could have your whole space. And so they would bring blankets and they brought lawn chairs and we spaced out. We had pop-up tents everywhere. And the unique thing about this group was that we just prayed. We prayed together. We prayed just the entire time. And I I was reminded of the importance of having someone to agree with you in prayer. And it was almost as if any conversation that was happening, somebody, oh, well, let's pray. Let's pray. And so we spent like three days together and just prayed, 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 prayed. And I just want to encourage you to find someone to pray with you. There's a motivation in that. It's like exercising, you know, when you, you have a buddy or you have a partner, it makes it better. It just makes it so good. And so find someone that would be your prayer partner. I want you to put that as a priority on your list. And, you know, if you don't have anyone and you have little children in your house, they are the best prayer partners. Kids are great. And it seems to me like God answers whatever they ask. You know, it's so fun when you come as a child, but Pray with little kids. They love it. You love it. Um, But maybe you have a girlfriend or maybe your spouse. Find somebody that would pray with you. Uh, Maybe it's your sister or family member. But I think that when you have somebody together, it says in Matthew 18, 19, Jesus said, again, truly, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my father in heaven. So there's something about unifying together and that harmony. You know, Doyle and I say the devil better just watch out because if the two of us can get together and agree in prayer, bam, it happens. And, you know, I just think there's something about that unity and that power in praying with a spouse and praying together. And, you know, it's a powerful tool in your life. I had a prayer partner uh, when we lived in Cincinnati, her name was Anne, and we, we had a prayer room at our church. I don't know if your church has a prayer room, but we had a prayer room, and I don't know if it was once a week or what, but we would meet together and just literally be on our knees and on our face and prayed about anything and everything, anything and everything we could think about. And our hearts were so honest with one another. We just, if it was a sin, we shared it. If it was a question that we had about God or a doubt or a fear. We just shared it. And then we would just pray about it. And, you know, I think prayer can be kind of messy. It it wasn't perfect. We didn't know all the right words to say or anything flowery. We were just pouring our heart out. And that may be you. God doesn't need a fancy word. He doesn't need everything to be perfect before you pray. He wants you to come just like you are, just right in the midst of your situation. This friend, Anne, I mean, she ended up adopting children. She She's just the most incredible mother. I think about how God did way more than we ever thought. And when I moved from Cincinnati to Columbus, I just remember we cried and cried and cried because 
when you ever find a prayer partner like that, it's just so special and so precious. And we knew that we were really going to miss that time together. It says in Galatians 6 to carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. So I don't know who will help carry your burdens with you and carry them to the Lord in prayer. And then it says in Romans 15, five to six, may the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had. When you pray together, it just binds you together. It gives you the same encouragement and you just, it's so personal. So my challenge today is find that prayer partner. And if it's someone in your home, you think, oh, they never want to pray with me. But if you ask, one thing I've noted is that a lot of times they will, but we're just afraid to ask. And then the other thing that we're afraid to do is just to make a plan and so there, if you make a plan that every lunchtime, every dinner time, every bedtime or every morning at coffee time, whatever, but you're going to pray together five minutes even makes all the difference. It adds up and it counts and it's just such a wonderful, rich way to live. And so I'd say, ask the people in your house, say, Hey, would you be willing to pray with me every uh, bedtime for just five minutes? And see what God will do. There's a believable place that he wants to take us in prayer. He wants us to believe him for great things. He wants us to know that we can come before him and ask him for anything. In John 16, 24, it says, until now, you've not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. I, I think that when you learn to simply pray, you have faith for the big things and you have faith for the small things. Lots of faith. We had a dog once when we lived in Cincinnati and his name was Caleb. Caleb means dog in Hebrew. So my husband thought that was funny to name the dog dog in Hebrew. But the cool thing about the name Caleb means it's like a dogged love you with all my heart like a dog would. So it's actually a really cool name. So anyway, we had this little dog and his, he was a Pomeranian and he was blonde and kind of strawberry blonde mix. We, the boys loved this dog. Well, one day it was snowing in Cincinnati and we had a fenced in yard, a white, you know, creamy white dog. I let him out the backyard like I always do. And then I go to let him back in and he's gone. And I, I'm like, well, how can this be? I'm thinking he's just stuck in the snow, but there's the fence is up, the chain link fence. There's no way he could have gotten out. And so I remember calling my neighbor and I said, I can't find the dog. And she said, I'll get the minivan out, put the kids in the van. We're going to go find the dog. Well, this was in the age of landlines. And I get a phone call as we're about to head out the door. And it's this gruff voice. And the guy says, I've got your dog. I stole your dog. And he said, I want money. I want big money. And he hung up. And I was like, what? A dog napper? We get in the minivan and we drive. We drive all around Deer Park, all everywhere. No dog, no dog napper. Can't find anything. And we called the police and made a little report. And he said, you know what? There's been a ring of Pomeranians showing up missing. This is the ninth Pomeranian call we've had. So somebody is taking Pomeranians. 
Well, I called my mother-in-law, who's a veterinarian's wife, and said, what do I do? And I'm crying, and the boys are crying, and the dog is gone. She said, in faith, stick the cage on the front porch and put the door open. And I thought, you know, that's almost cruel because I, what if the dog never comes back? And that just seems mean to little kids. And she said, no, you're going to pray. So we did. We prayed. And in faith, we put the little doggy door open on the porch. We did this for three days, nothing. On the third day, we got a call from the police station. And he said, Jennifer, I have the dog napper on the other line, and he has brought your dog to the station. I told him you were going to offer a reward. Anyway, long story short, the dog came home. We gave him a bath, and God brought that little dog back in faith, and that dog napper got in big trouble. But anyway... God wants to answer your prayer. Simply pray. Simply pray in faith. You are listening to Simply for Women, and we want you to stay right with us because we're going to be right back. We have an interview for the second half of the show. We've got a great, great testimony and story coming up for you. You do not want to miss that. And if you want to know more about the show, go to jennifer-jackson.org. And you can, you can download prayers. You can pray with us. We will pray for you. Simply pray, pray, pray. Jennifer-Jackson.org. And we'll be right back. 